it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Wednesday, January 3rd, from Car Edge with your host, me, Ray, and, well, welcome home, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Doing well, getting back into the groove. California was fun, but holy cow, am I excited to be back home. Dad, let's kick things off. We're going to be talking about Ford this morning. I had a tweeter thread, a tweeter thread, an X thread, a Twitter thread, whatever you want to call it, Dad. The you top had, five slowest. You had a thread. You had a thread. I had a thread. The yeah. top five slowest selling cars in the United States of America right now. We're going to get even more updated data on this soon. And number five on the list, Dad, is the Ford Mustang Mach. E. From yes. our data, we have a 358 days supply of Ford Mustang Mach-E's, an average listing price of $57,000, 25,000 of them actively listed for sale, and 3,200 have sold in the last 45 days. We're going to be talking about the Mach-E and also the fact that, if I'm not mistaken, Dad, it's more than half of Ford dealers have now opted out or are, I guess, waiting to see if yes. they actually want to join Ford's EV program and... When surveyed, dealers have said that Ford is the least trusted brand amongst mm. all of the various brands that auto uh, that that car dealers represent. Some ugly things going on over at Ford, Dad, and I should mention that a representative from Ford actually contacted me over on the Twitter and said, yes. "Let me scroll down here." This is from Martin Gunsberg. Martin suggested that our data is not correct. Martin says that based on their investor relations documents, what they put out, they actually have a 142 days supply of Ford Mustang Mach-E's, not our 350 or so. I think a lot of that has to do with my my estimation that a lot of vehicles going into service loaner fleet would be my guess. Mark does sold when they're actually not, but who knows? There's there's different data sources out there. But what do you make of this, Dad? Everything going on at Ford as we head into the new year. We didn't even talk about the fact yet that the Maki lost its federal tax credit. What do you make of what's going on at Ford? Um, who knew that the truth could be so ugly? Um, I mean, who who certainly I didn't, um, and apparently you found it in California. Um, They've got issues, you know, they, they've, they've always had issues and, you know, right before the show, I, I just happened to check automotive news. And so now I think if you were to check automotive news, it might say updated 15 minutes ago, but you know, since, since, uh, the Ford Mach-E and their lightnings are selling so well that they've raised the prices of the lightning trims. I was pretty close to being updated 15 minutes ago because I looked six. Um, it is it is beyond me how you how you raise the price of your least expensive lightnings while you lower the price of your most expensive lightnings. Um, it it just seems to me that everything Ford is doing is just if you want to know the sound of one hand clapping, it is when that hand strikes the face of your potential consumer, okay? Because that's what they're doing. They're just smacking their potential consumers across the face. So if you want to know the sound of one hand clapping, just go to your Ford dealer and tell your salesperson, go ahead, just slap me. Go ahead, slap me silly. Because the, the whole thing is just, I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. Then again, uh, I don't work for Ford, so I'm not supposed to get it. To give them some credit, Ford Maverick is one of the fastest 
selling vehicles, can't even stay in dealer inventory. And and I think part of the point here, Dad, is that's a $30,000 price point. You know, when we talk about the Maverick or we'll look at the updated pricing for the F-150 Lightning here on today's show, those are 50, 60, 70, 80, can't even say $90,000 transaction price points for yes. customers, not 25, 30, 35. On the fastest selling cars, you've got the Ford Maverick out there as, as it's in the top 10, not the top five. The Kia Rio is one of the top five fastest selling cars in the United States right now because it's got a sub $20,000 listing price. Yes. It's, it, there's, no, there's no real mystery to this. Um, you know, it's 2024, and, and what we're going to talk about hasn't changed dramatically from, well, like four days ago. There is an affordability crisis, and the manufacturers have decided that they can get by without producing in significant quantity affordable vehicles. They know as well as you and I and our audience knows that 83% of respondents to a poll said that they don't feel as if they can afford to buy a new vehicle if they wanted to. So all the manufacturers seem content to play towards the 17% of the population who feels as if they can. And so Ford, along with GM, along with Stellantis, along with all the others, um, are just going to keep going more and further upscale to appeal to that 17% and, and not produce in the quantities needed the entry-level affordable vehicles. I don't know how many Mavericks Ford has produced, okay, Obviously, the dealers can't keep them in stock, which would indicate to me that Ford's just not interested in producing more of them because those aren't the ones that provide them with the highest profit margins. So they're going to continue to produce the ones that will appeal to the 17% of the population. Let's look at the data. Let's let's dive in. Uh, friendly reminder today, we've got 12, 13, 13 hours left for our extended warranty sale. Vehicle service contracts back on caredge.com. So take advantage of that back on the website. So let's do it, Dad. Let's go to the car search real quick. And let's see how many Ford. And let's go Maverick. So we've got, let's do new. We've got nationwide 5,421. Ford Mavericks for sale nationwide. Yes, and how many of those are in transit? How many of those are are vehicles that the dealer knows that they have incoming that they are so listing? Forty eight hundred that are actually on the lot. All right, okay. forty eight hundred Ford Mavericks. These are the ones that dealers, you know, are selling like hotcakes. Um, let's click on one here, and we can take a peek at the day's supply information. Let's see here: twenty eight days supply. Okay, twenty eight days supply. Unlikely to get a discount is yeah. what our algorithm is telling you. So now let me head back here. And and I don't know if you noticed, but it said that there were, I think, 15 for sale and 24 had sold in the last 45 days. It tells yeah. you everything you need to know. So then let's come back here, Dad, and let's look at that Mach-E. Yeah. And we're doing new Mach-E's that exclude in transit. There's, what is that? Four times 20, as many? 21,000, yeah. <clears throat> It's five times. It and look at the four. price points. 60, yeah. 60, 49. I mean, like, to me, that that tells you everything you need to know here. And it's, it, you know, we can pick on Ford a little bit because 
I'll pull it back up on the screen. The most and least trusted brands based on a dealer survey, Ford led the league. Yes. Least trusted brands based on percentage of dealers who agree. 48% of dealers said they don't trust Ford. Next um, on that list is 43% saying Nissan. Yeah. Uh, and and I will say this. The, the, this survey is from earlier in 2023. And, and the results were published in November of 2023. And I would bet dollars to donuts that if you were to do that survey today, based on um, inventory levels at, at certain brands, that I think Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram would climb to the top of that list as feeling um, least fuzzy about you know having fuzzy feelings warm fuzzy feelings about Stellantis because Stellantis has not supported the dealers their dealers to any great degree over the last 90 days so i think it depends when you do the survey if you were to do the survey right now uh, i'm i'm pretty sure your your cdjr dealers would be screaming um we hate these sons of oh i'll be good now yeah, <laughs> I think you're probably onto something, Pops, which speaks to everything that we're saying, affordability and the challenges that the automakers have created for us as consumers. You want to go buy yes. a car. I mean, the, the you want to go buy a car. Where do you think the affordable options are? Do you think they're at Toyota, Lexus, Subaru, Honda? Obviously not Porsche, but at, at the trusted dealerships. Yes. Or do you think they're at the Ford, Nissan, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Infinity? I mean, there is an interesting breakdown there. Like Nissan has affordable vehicles, but dealers they don't do. have a great relationship. I wonder how much of that has to deal with years or even decades of stair-step programs that really left a bad taste in Nissan and Infiniti dealers' mouths. But think about Subaru and Honda and Toyota. Affordable price points for the most part. Toyota's yes. getting more expensive. And you know dealers love it because there's not a ton of inventory, which means you have pricing power. Although we did see at the end of the year, some deals come up for those brands. Dad, we also got the final data, or at least we're getting in, excuse me, the final data for December sales. Let's take yes. a quick peek there. There were some winners and losers in the end of 2023, GM sold more cars year over year for the fourth quarter. Toyota and Honda had big increases in sales for the month of December. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Hyundai and Kia did yes. as well. Let's run through some of the numbers here. Actually, actually, Hyundai's uh, year over year sales for December uh, broke a streak of being up. I think it was 16 months in a row. And uh, they were down. 142 or 147 units, uh, but they were actually down. Uh, so, really? so yeah, even though they had their best sales ever for a year, uh, their December sales were down 140 some over the previous December. Yeah, here you go, Dad. Kia snapped a 16 month streak of sales increases with December volume of 60,275 units down 147 units. But the company easily set an annual sales record. Of 782,000 vehicles, up 13% from 2022. Two of Kia's top sellers, the Sportage and Telluride, excuse me, Telluride, posted lower sales in December. Interesting that the Telluride would post lower sales. That's like their their hottest vehicle out there. Um, I thought the same thing when I saw that, and maybe just maybe it has something to do with the fact that too many of their uh, of the Kia dealerships out there still think that. They're entitled to some sort of market adjustment um, on those Tellurides. And uh, because of that, they're starting to sit a little bit. Uh, 
so I, I think that would be why they didn't surpass December of 2022. Um, their dealers just got too greedy, and the market has contracted to where there's only 17% of the population who thinks that they can that they can actually be in the market. Look at the uh, the inventory situation at Hyundai Dad, the company. This is Hyundai. Yes. Said they ended December with 70, 69,000 vehicles in inventory, down from 74,000 in November, but up from 37,000 from a year earlier. And it speaks to, this is Hyundai. This is an affordable price point, not our Fords, not our CDJRs, um, you know, not vehicles like that. Affordable price point and inventory is still double what yes. it was just a year ago. A great sign as we head into 2024 for consumers that there are going to be more and more opportunities for deals to be had. And, and we are, we have seen over the last several months, we have, we have witnessed new vehicle inventory growing dramatically um, to where it'll probably Entering January, it'll probably be close to 2.6 million vehicles that will be available um, either on hand or in transit at new car dealerships for the month of January. That is higher than where the manufacturers would like it to be. And with interest rates higher, um, it has caused a situation where dealers have had to discount vehicles more so than they have in the past. So, and some of the information in that article that we were just looking at speaks to that, where uh, discounts on on vehicles were up dramatically in December, and with interest rates remaining high, should continue, uh, I would think, in, in January and February. I don't know how strong the incentives will be for manufacturers in January and February, but they were much stronger in December than what they had been in December the prior year. Definitely. And we've already seen some pullback on incentives. I want to pull up two more brands really quickly in terms of sales. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm feeling better for the most part, but not 100% there. Mazda sales, Dad, up yes. 45% in December. I mean, wow. that's pretty incredible. Um, yes. we, we helped contribute to that a little bit at car edge but still up 45% so that's pretty incredible and then i just want to make the note of it ford and volvo we get data from them tomorrow okay yes. so we'll have sales data from ford and from volvo i think it's well, uh, worth mentioning all of these numbers that we talk about for sales are slightly tainted by the fact that there are all sorts of different ways to mark vehicles as sold that never actually sold so like the seasonally adjusted annual sales rate has gone up like December yeah. was obviously really strong for the industry and, it, and the numbers look healthier than they probably actually are because dealers are able to RDR retail delivery report vehicles that they never actually sold so I wonder how much of that for the various manufacturers is you know influencing the numbers that we see however I can speak to Mazda for a moment here on incentives dead they had zero percent financing on a lot of their vehicles up to 60 months, really yeah. 63 so they gave you three months deferred that has now been revised for uh, January. 36 months. They're giving 0%, but only up to 36 months and only for their higher trim levels. So you can already see the pullback of yes. the incentive spend as we've entered into this year. And I don't think any of us should expect that we're going to see you know, the same incentives we had in de December here in January. It's going to be pulled back a little bit. If things slow down in January, then maybe February and March, there'll be a pick back up. And, you know, we've talked about it for years now that... <clears throat> 
December is a one of the strongest months, if not the strongest month of the year for the new car dealers. So, yes, you would expect big sales numbers. Uh, they were all chasing sales goals. I am sure the factory reps from Kia are kicking themselves for not having had um, their dealers put 148 um new Kias into service loaner fleet and report them as sold during the course of the month so that they could have had a winning month. Um, but yeah, sales are always strong in December. Uh, your seasonally adjusted sales rates always higher in December. And yes, it'll go down dramatically in January. Um, and you can, your, your, your uh, Mazda example, I mean, that's a huge difference. 60 months at 0% or 36 months at 0% and only on the higher trim levels, which means that if you're buying one of those higher trim levels and you want the 0%, you're looking at payments in excess of $1,000 a month, okay, because it's only for 36 months. And there's yep. not a lot of people that, that can look at that and go, Yes, I can actually afford to do that. Um, and so when we suggested that you, you need to buy a car by January 2nd to take advantage of some of the programs out there, I guess we kind of meant it, um, you know, just based on the 43 years I was in retail automotive. Do you think we're going to see MSRP increases start to trickle in now that yes. we're in 2024? Yes. I, I mean, you, you read that article about the Ford Lightning, and uh, and I believe Toyota has, has announced price increases. So, yes, you're going you're gonna to see all the manufacturers adjusting their uh, MSRPs moving into 2024, um, A, because they think they can, and B, when it comes to GM, Stellantis, and Ford to reflect the, the new cost of the labor agreements with the UAW. For anybody who thought that there would be a sizable wage increase for the UAW and there, there wouldn't be a corresponding MSRP increase to cover that cost, um, well, you were just being foolish. Because, listen, they want to keep their profit levels where they've been. And Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see the MSRPs creeping up, and in some cases, like on the Ford Lightning, um, you know, five thousand dollar increase on a base Lightning, uh, that's not creeping up. That's like trying to set a world record. <laughs> well, no, we saw some really big uh, MSRP increases last year. Let's actually look at the data from this. Uh, like you said, came out about 20 minutes ago. Yes. We've got uh, Ford is increasing the prices of certain 2024 model year F-150 Lightning pickups by as much as $10,000. Didn't they increase them by $10,000 last year, too, on some of them? Uh, I do believe, yes. All right. The automakers <laughs> said Wednesday that the entry-level pro trim geared towards commercial buyers will start at $57,090, up from $52,090. The highest price hike comes to the XLT standard range trim, which will now cost $67,090, including shipping up $10,000. Can can I say... Model. Wow. And, and may I say one thing? We need to realize and recognize that when they announced the Lightning, they announced it as a sub forty thousand dollar vehicle. Okay, 
And in two and a half years, they went from under 40 grand to the base price starts, starts at $57,000. Okay. That's an $18,000 increase in two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's kind of like the Cybertruck was going to be like $40,000 as well. You know, it seems like that's a, a recurring theme. We have a guide yes. back on the Carage website all about electric vehicle trucks and everything like that, or electric trucks, I should say. This is like the original data when these things were getting announced. So, this uh, Silverado EV is supposed to be released soon, and that was supposed to be a $52,000 truck. We'll see what they come out at 450 miles of range. We'll see if that happens. $49,995 starting price for the Ford. I think that was after. This must have been updated. So this is yes. after original price increases. Obviously, the Hummer EV, the GMC Sierra EV is supposed to be coming this year. We'll see if it actually does. The Rivian, the Ram 1500, which I think comes next year. And obviously, the Tesla Cybertruck, which has started to roll off of production lines and customers are starting to get them in that, obviously. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, I'm, I'm not super up to date on it, but I'm pretty sure they missed pricing guidance on that as well. It's like a, a theme in, in, in auto is just like you <laughs> promise one price, get a bunch of people to give you $1,000 and then you give them a different price. It, it is. Um, apparently, uh, you would, as a manufacturer, there is some law that you would violate that if you announce a new EV and you announce it at a price point higher than $39,995, you're going straight to jail. So every time, I mean, Fisker with the ocean, 39 grand. Every time somebody announces a new EV, it's 39 grand, okay? <laughs> until, until they actually produce the damn thing, and then suddenly it's 50 grand, or it's 60 grand. Um, so... My dear, our dear friend Glenn Bob, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, one one of his one of his famous favorite stories is when somebody would come into the store and say, "Well, um, the other dealership offered me the car for X," and Glenn would say, "Well, did they have it in stock?" And they would go, "Well, no," and Glenn would say, "Well, I just want you to know that when I had my butcher shop before I got in the car business." Pork chops were two ninety nine a pound when I didn't have any. Okay, but they were four ninety nine a pound when I had them in stock. Okay, it is it is you 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 just throw out a price point that you have no intention of actually producing a vehicle for to get the hype to get people to talk yeah. about it to to get the press and then and then you price it you know, $10,000, $20,000 higher. It, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I must've done something wrong in life. I don't know what it was. I don't know who I pissed off when I was a young boy. Um, but obviously it, maybe it was a teacher. I don't know, but I, 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 I did something wrong in life so that I ended up doing this. <laughs> <laughs> You mean instead of just uh, telling people, hey, something's going to cost this much, but actually when it's available, it costs that much? Yes. Yes. You know. Yeah. It, I, hear it you. Was, yeah. I mean, Glenn Bob was so accurate with that. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. if they have it, you know, they're going to charge what they want. And if, yeah. if I don't have it, I can make something up. And that's pretty sure. much what these automakers do. And to be very fair, I see the comments in the chat. Yeah. Inflation's been 20 plus percent over the past five years. So, yeah, we get that. 
as well. No one could have seen that coming, but you also, you know, you see these price increases on the lightning, for example, not, not just to harp on EVs. Like I anticipate, and I think you do as well, that there's going to be MSRP increases across the, the board this coming year. And it's not just the vehicles that were promised at certain price points. It's vehicles that, you know, you used to think were affordable. We saw it last year with like Honda. They got rid of for a period of time, their entry level trim yeah. options. They just weren't even yeah. making them. So there are kind of subtle ways to increase the cost without necessarily even coming out and saying like, yeah, here's or Chevy's doing it right now with the Blazer. Like they have an entry level Blazer, but they're increasing the price yeah. on, on it and only producing the higher trim levels. Like, yeah, that was, that was another thing that was in that article about car sales is that, you know, the the experts say there's an affordability issue based on a the price of the vehicles and b the high interest rates, and mm-hmm. that those pressure points is what's going to hold sales down in 2024. Nobody is projecting like these like this tremendous increase in sales for 2024 because smart people, kind of like us, smart people said interest rates are too high in in relation to what selling prices are so that they're just not affordable for enough people. And, and you know, when... When the big shots at Cox and Experian and all, you know, they go, well, there's an affordability issue. I don't know. They should have checked with us like 18 months ago. <laughs> we would have been more than happy to tell them. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's an affordability issue. And yes, it's going to impact sales. And yes, if you're only playing to 17% of the market, you can keep raising your prices because that 17% can still afford it. Now, what happens? as they continue to raise those prices and that 17% becomes 15% or 14% or 13%, which is what will happen because there are part of that 17% are barely on the fringes of being able to afford those vehicles. And they're going to start, they're going to start falling off that train. And yeah, sales are going to slow sales very well could slow or, or not see the type of growth that anybody would expect to see um, because it, there is and will continue to be an affordability crisis for automobiles and trucks in this country. Yeah, that'll be the big story for 2024. And I think where we yes. started with the Maki is the actual example that we compared to the Maverick. Maverick sells like hotcakes. It's yes. an affordable price point. Maki doesn't. Dad, let's come here to Steve. Steve, thank, thank you for the Steve. contribution. Love what you guys do. Keep up the good work. My question is, how much profit per unit does the manufacturer make? Let's use simple numbers. If invoice is 45000 MSRP is 52000 what is the manufacturer cost? Obviously, the manufacturers are public, publicly traded companies. I mean, Stellantis, who we rag on all the time because their cars don't sell, they're overpriced, et cetera. I mean, they have, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like a net profit margin of 12 or 13%, 11, somewhere between 11 and 13%. That's net. That's not yeah. gross. That's net. That's like after they pay everyone and all their costs yeah. associated. So these automakers make a boatload of money. Even when they come out and say that they don't, they do. Like when Ford and GM were doing all the negotiating with UAW Stellantis as well, yes. it's because you know like they, they make a ton of money. Like what what I, did they make last year? GM made like ten billion dollars or something. Yeah, it was yeah. I, I I mean I have yeah. no idea what the what the manufacturer's cost is. Um, and and I know 
that the public blames dealers for what the MSRPs are. Well, the MSRP is set by the manufacturer. And, and so, you know, I mean, there are some who would suggest that if it's a $45,000 vehicle, it probably cost them $22,500 to build it. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but if they're still making 10 to 12% net after, after, I don't know, paying the CEO $30 million and, and all the other, I mean, then, yeah, there's huge margins in there for the manufacturer. The margins for the dealers, and I'm not sitting here trying to defend dealers, but the margins for the dealers, as you well know, are much, much smaller. I, I mean, you know, I sold cars for 43 years. If we sold a $40,000 car, you know, people thought, well, you're making, you're making 15 grand. Well, no, maybe, maybe the manufacturer did. Okay. But the margin for me, you know, might've been a thousand dollars or $1,500 or let's go, let's say it was, let's say it was two grand, but it was nowhere near what people thought it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, the manufacturers are rolling in the dough. Yeah. Speaking of which, we, we'll talk about tomorrow, VinFast opening up their first car yes. dealership. I found that to be quite interesting. Taker says, and thank you for this, Taker. Thank you, Taker. So now that the $7,500 federal tax credit uh, can be point of sale, Ford raises the price on Lightnings. What a deal for those who waited until after January 1st. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Although, let's be clear, it's on the model year 2024. So if there's a 2023 still sitting up there, you know, the price is still the same on that. Um, and obviously, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, uh, Lightning does qualify for the federal tax incentive. Yeah, there's only 13 vehicles uh, that actually qualify for the full tax credit now. So, and then you know the system that that the government set up so that you could take advantage of that tax credit up front. Uh, well, yeah, that yesterday. that system crashed the first day in in operation yesterday, which is which is no surprise because well, it's it's a government run organization, so. You know, why would you expect it to work the way it's supposed to? Hey, I'm sure there are plenty of people who had a very late night yesterday trying to figure these things out. Let's come here to Juan. Juan says, yeah. can you help me buy a car? If so, how? Thanks, Juan. I promise we didn't plant that in there. Folks, if you go to caredge.com, a couple things. Just search for a vehicle that you're interested in. So we'll do a 24, I don't know, Honda, sure, Accord. When I search for that Honda Accord, I will land... On the car search, use the car search to find a vehicle that you're interested in. There's all sorts of fun information here, like how long a vehicle has been on a dealer's lot. And if you are a data user, you'll be able to also see the target discount, what you should be shooting for, regardless of if you are or not. Come down here and click on I want this car. When you click on I want this car, you will share with us how you want to purchase that vehicle. You want to lease it, you want to finance it, you want to pay cash. And we will also ask you when you're looking to move forward quickly. We are going to ask you for your name and your phone number and your email address. Phone number is entirely optional. And then what happens after this is your information does not go to the dealership. We are not selling your information as a lead like all those other websites do. Instead, it comes to our team. And then we talk to you about the different ways that we might be able to help you. We have our concierge service where we do it all for you, as well as the email templates, the data, and all the ways that we can help you on your own. So please, for you, Juan, how we can help you, go use the car search find a vehicle you're interested in, click on I want this car, your information goes to us, not to a dealer. And we obviously have the other tools as well, like selling and trading in your vehicle. We have the uh, uh, extended warranties uh, with the promotions ending today and all the free resources 
just as well. Thank so, you. so yeah. if if I hear you correctly, and and I and I wear hearing aids so I can hear things correctly. If I hear you correctly, if you if you're a do it yourself kind of person, we've got uh, tools available that can help you do it yourself. And if you're you're somebody that doesn't want to be bothered having to do it yourself, we have uh, ways available using our concierge service where they can do it for you. So hundred percent. So whether you whether whether you feel like going to the Home Depot and picking up the tile and laying it yourself, or you just want to have a tile guy pick out the tile and come install it for you, we got you covered either way. Okay. Not sure if we needed the analogy, but like I think the point was you know conveyed. So well done. <laughs> I apologize. It's all good, man. It's all good. All right, folks. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Dad. I'm I'm so excited to get back into the groove, man. I've today's today's a rough day. You got the jet lag, and you're just starting to get back in. But I can't wait to be in a groove, with the exception of next week doing some travel as well. But anyway, I'm glad to be back with you, back in your kitchen. Looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, thank you for your time, as always. Thank you, everyone who joins us. And let's have a great, happy 2024. Yeah, we'll see you back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine Pacific time. Um, good seeing you uh, almost uh, close to home, Zach. I'll see you soon. Love you, Pops. Love you, too.